thank you for downloading this podcast from Gaimere Baptist Church. You can find out more about our church at our website, gaimerebaptist.org.au. May God speak to you as you listen. Today's Bible reading comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Well, good morning. How are you all this morning? Isn't it great to have the kids in the service this morning with uh, Kid Zone off? Uh, it seems quite appropriate um, that this morning we have a look at this passage where Jesus is with the little children. And uh, as I was thinking about the passage this morning, I was thinking about how kids say the darndest things, don't they? I have three kids. One, yet, one cannot talk yet, but two can. And uh, my two eldest, Lily and Samantha, when Lily was about oh, three or four years of age, she was helping Jem cook a cake in the kitchen. And I walked into the kitchen and saw her stirring the bowl. And I said to her, oh, what are you doing, Lily? And she looked up at me and went, cooking. Cooking. And then Samantha, when she was about two years old, she, we were over at my mum's place and Samantha had disappeared and she'd taken herself off to the spare bedroom and there she was jumping on Nana's spare bed. And so when I found her, I walked in and I see her jumping and I said, Samantha, is this a bed or a trampoline? Um, jumpoline. <laughs> kids say the darndest things. They are cute. They are innocent. Kids are curious and spontaneous. Kids seem to have this uncorrupted humility about them as well, don't they? And of course, kids are teachable and they have this willingness to obey, well, at least some of the times. And so when we come to the passage or passages like the one that we've come to today, we can have this picture of this scene, of this scenario, that becomes like a utopian, idealised image of children and Jesus. Let me have a quick read of the passage and what Jesus says. So Jesus says, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And so if you look up this passage in your children's Bible and you have a look at the pictures there, or if you can imagine it, the way I like to describe this scene is it reminds me of the sound of music. I can imagine that Jesus is sitting on this boulder at the crest of this green, grassy hill. In the background are the European Alps. At least that's what it seems like anyway. I don't know how you can see the European Alps from Israel, but you just can. And there's Jesus there inviting the little children to come to him 
And of course, they come dressed in sky blue, rose and lemon pastel colors. And completely obediently, they all sit down in front of Jesus in this semicircle, ready to listen to exactly what Jesus is about to say. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it, of the innocence of children coming to Jesus and sitting at his feet. And sitting at the feet of Jesus is something that is humbling. It's something that invokes curiosity. It's, it's an attribute and a virtue that is worth pursuing to come and to sit at the feet of Jesus. However, this picture, this idealized utopian picture that we paint and reality don't match. They don't match. Uh, I can remember when I was in early primary school, I was in assembly and one of the teachers got up in front of assembly and began to talk about behaviour. And this teacher began to say how behaviour within the school was not acceptable and in fact there was one particular child that this teacher began to single out as being completely disrespectful, disobedient, uh, and would not follow any instructions whatsoever. And you can imagine all the kids in the, in the, in the assembly are sitting there thinking, oh, uh, I hope she's not talking about me. Um, you know, it would be really bad if you were this child that was being singled out. And so, Brett Robinson, stand up. You are the naughtiest child in this school. There I was stood up in front of the whole school to be made an example of because my behaviour was not acceptable. Now, I just want to say that there was some merit to the <laughs> accusation that was being made. I can't tell you exactly what I did on the platform here this morning, but if you are curious as to know what I did to deserve that, you can ask me after the service. However, I'd just like to say that in that moment, I was completely and utterly humiliated. I was humiliated. And there was nothing I could do about it. Because as children, we're vulnerable. We have to respect our elders. We have to do what we are told. And so here I am standing in front of the whole school being made an example of, being humiliated because of something that I had done. And I couldn't do a single thing about it. Now this is getting closer to the kind of thing that Jesus is addressing here in this passage. You see, in, in Jesus' day... Children didn't have the status that adults had. From birth, children were completely and utterly indebted to their parents for the sheer fact that their parents gave them life. For your whole entire life, you were indebted to your parents. If you came from, sorry, unless you came from an aristocratic family that could afford education. Education for children meant simply learning at home. It was unformalized and it was uh, relatively primitive. You learnt in the home. If you were a girl that was born into this society, 
then it was even worse for you because boys were celebrated because they could continue on the lineage. But girls were often mourned. And in severe cases, they were left out and exposed to, to die in the elements. Now, some people came along and rescued these baby girls. But for many of those girls, they ended up in situations where they were being exploited and not actually rescued. Children are vulnerable. And as adults, we have a responsibility to look after them. But it is this element of being marginalised and being ignored by society that Jesus is speaking into. And we see it in verse 13, where as people are bringing children to Jesus, the disciples rebuke them. You see, Jesus is too important to talk to kids. At least that was the perception within the society and the culture, that children, what we might call Children need to be seen and not heard. But we see this this vulnerability of children right throughout history, don't we? Right throughout history. Even today, in our modern day age, UNICEF have have, um, put out that 25% of children who are living in developing nations are subject to exploitation and child labour. 25% of children living in developing nations. And just for fun, in 1833, there was a British Royal Commission that was brought about about child labour. And this Royal Commission came to the conclusion that children between the ages of 11 and 18 should not work for any longer than 12 hours a day. And children aged between 9 and 11 should not work more than eight hours a day. This was a royal commission into child labour. Children are and have been throughout history in many different ways, marginalised and ignored by society. And this, this, is a, this is a fact that the first hearers of this passage, the first witnesses of Jesus' teaching in this area, they would have been aware of this. They would have understood the place of children in society. And so Jesus isn't calling people to hold on to the virtues of innocent, childlike faith. This pretty picture of Jesus sitting on a grassy hill, inviting obedient children to come to him. Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like children, those who are vulnerable, those who are defenceless, those who are without power, without authority, without influence. The kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are ignored, uneducated, inexperienced, and unqualified. This is whom the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are marginalised and ignored by society. So what does it mean, or how do, or how do we receive 
the kingdom of God like little children. Well, like, what does that look like then for us? Because on one hand, if we take the, uh, if we take the, the, the idealized utopian picture uh, of Jesus sitting on a hill, we think, well, to come to Jesus, we need to humble ourselves, we need to be obedient, and we need to be innocent. Now, all of those things are virtuous, but if we make them a prerequisite for coming to Jesus, then we're actually making it impossible, aren't we? Because no one is able to come to Jesus in a completely innocent state. That viewpoint of this idealized, utopian, childlike faith is unrealistic and it's unbiblical. Where, where we force people to conform to certain standards in, in order to be able to receive the kingdom... It's an unbiblical teaching and ideology. And if we hold on to this, this teaching, then what, what happens is we end up excluding people from faith. Because if we set standards of what people must look like, how people must dress, or how people must act before they come to Jesus then we are actually excluding and marginalizing and ignoring people within our society. We become, in one essence, a little bit like the disciples, where we rebuke people for coming because they don't look the right way, they don't act the the right way, and they don't dress the right way. And if we're not careful, then churches today can fall into this same trap of excluding people who are marginalized and ignored by society, but excluding them because they don't fit in. Now those, so, so, then, so then what does it look like for those who are marginalised and ignored? What does it look like to have uh, a childlike faith that resembles those who are marginalised and ignored? For those who are marginalised and ignored, they have nothing of worth to offer. They feel rejected and neglected, ostracized by their community. And so if they are to approach God, what on earth could they bring? What could they bring? They have nothing. And it's not until we realize that when we stand before God in his presence, that we too have absolutely nothing to offer to God that would, that would grant us acceptance into his kingdom. There is no credentials, there are no achievements, there is no status, there is no authority that we hold, there is no wealth that we possess that we can actually bring to God and say, hey, can I come in? There is nothing that we can bring of worth that gets us into the kingdom. And yet, Jesus reaches out to us and welcomes all. And it's not until this moment that we realize that the true value and the gift is being given by him and it's not by what we can do. Now, I remember one Christmas um, as a child, I... If you grew up in the 80s, 
then on your bucket list was a scale electric set, a, a slot car track, right? And I knew that our family, like we were not in a position where we could afford a slot car set. And, and as much as I had my heart's desire set on getting a slot car set for Christmas, I knew that it just wasn't possible. It wasn't going to happen. And yet with this Christmas, knowing full well that I was not going to receive this gift, I sit down and a present is placed in front of me and I begin to unwrap it and before my eyes is a slot card set. Can you imagine the joy that I felt in that moment? We, we've been there where we've received gifts that we have felt are beyond our means, gifts that are beyond expectation, that we cannot achieve or attain, and yet they're given to us generously. And to receive this gift and to unwrap it and to open it brings such joy and gratitude to each and every one of us. That is receiving the kingdom of God with childlike faith. To receive this wonderful and joyous gift that is offered to us with such joy and gratitude. There is nothing that we can offer, and yet it is Jesus who in this passage is declaring that he is reaching out to those who are marginalised and ignored in our society and that this includes ourselves. And there is nothing that we can bring except ourselves, our broken selves, and come to him with hands open wide in submission to him. But that's not the end because at the end of this passage, Jesus takes the children, he lays his hands on them, and he blesses them. He doesn't just accept them, but he blesses them. A blessing is the imparting or the bestowing of something good from one to another. You know, in the Bible, blessing is usually attributed to something material or property or goodwill. And so if you're blessed, you actually are the recipient of something, a gift. But Jesus' blessing to the children is not only him declaring his acceptance of the children into the kingdom, but he is actually giving them something of worth. He's saying that those who are marginalized and ignored within our society are not just welcome. But those who are marginalized and ignored within our society are valued as valued participants in the kingdom of God. You have something to contribute because God gives us gifts and abilities to contribute, even though sometimes we might feel as though we have nothing to offer. You might have heard the phrase, be blessed to be a blessing. It's not exclusively talking about wealth or finances, or material possessions. But to be blessed, to be a blessing, is may God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, be at work in your life, and may He bestow tools and gifts and resources and abilities in you, for you, that He has planned for you, in such a way 
that you may participate in the kingdom. And through that participation, we all together are able to bring hope, healing and restoration to those around us. There is a participation involved in receiving this wonderful gift. Isn't that something incredible to behold? That no matter how far removed from society we might think we are, whether we feel marginalised, ignored, whether we feel unvalued, whether we feel like we have nothing to contribute, whether we feel unqualified or uneducated or inexperienced, Jesus is saying, not only am I inviting you to come, but I am welcoming you to participate because you are valued in my kingdom. Jesus reaches out to and invites a connection with those who, like little children, are marginalised and ignored. And this results in us having the ability to approach him and reach out to him for a blessing in our own life. I'm going to invite Jodine to come as she leads us into a space of response. And as she comes forward, I'm going to invite the band to join her on the platform as well as we respond to today's passage. So Jesus said in the passage that um, Lockie read from earlier, let the children, little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. If we spend any length of time with kids, if you have kids, if you have grandchildren or you know, other kids in your community or family, you'll start to notice that they're messy They drop food and crumbs everywhere, especially in your car if you've got kids. How did that even get in there? They ask lots of questions. They don't run to script. They often disrupt your best laid plans. They're needy, they're dependent, they're demanding and sometimes inconvenient. But they're also completely vulnerable and incredible as well. It is these to who the kingdom of God belongs to. It is those that are marginalised and vulnerable um, that Jesus said that they need to come unhindered to him. It is those that sometimes we may perceive as unimaginably doing nothing to deserve love or attention or affection that Jesus welcomes them. Jesus accepts our vulnerability, our questions, our needs, and he invites us to join with him in having that perspective to have compassion on others, that he welcomes them to the kingdom of God. So as we get into this time of busyness and Christmas craziness, which it so quickly goes to, let us be mindful to see and respond to those that are in the margins that may need that love, that attention, that welcoming, that acceptance. And may we also give it to ourselves and see ourselves in the way that Jesus does when we're in times of stress or trying to get things done or not meeting the standards or not meeting others' expectations. We are not turned away, but we are welcomed and accepted by Jesus. We are not alone. 
So can I invite you to stand with me? We're just going to take a moment to reflect. To reflect on not only the acceptance of those around us and outside of us that are in the margins or or vulnerable, that they are accepted, but we too also are accepted in Jesus. That we can bring our childlike space or seasons or things that we may be going through to Him as He invites us to come. So let's just take a moment to reflect in that.